1: Welcome to Miles to Memories. I'm Sean Coomer, your host. Joe Chung is off this week playing high school graduation at Fenway Park. Sounds amazing, actually. Mark is here, though. He's back from Alaska and he's going to tell us all about it. Plus, Bethany Walsh from Bougie Miles is here. She's going to talk about being a female writer in this space and perhaps some of the challenges and maybe toxicity that we encounter in the Miles and Points game. Plus, we'll have rapid fires and more. If you like this show, don't forget to subscribe. Just search Miles to Memories in your favorite podcast app, or you can head to mtmpodcast.com. If you want to dive deeper into the world of Miles and Points, we have our Patreon community. $10 a month gets you diamond status with private Facebook group, private Discord, bonus content every single week, and access to our quarterly meetups. First meetup coming up in August. So excited about that. Just a little warning about the show. My audio quality is a little mixed. My connection was poor, and I apologize for that. Mark and Bethany sound amazing, and the overall quality is amazing. So stick around. Thanks so much for listening. Let's hit it. So uh, Bethany from Bougie Miles is here. Bethany, thanks for coming, for joining us, for gracing us with your presence uh, in Joe's absence. Thank but... you
2: so much for having me, Owen. Oh, thank you. It's nice, nice to we be a, here. <laughs> she's showing us
1: her, showing us the little kitty.
2: Sorry, I'm showing everyone the, the kitten, and then someone commented. And
1: <laughs> that's why you guys should be in the Facebook group or on our Facebook page checking this out uh, live as we record it, because you get to see cute little <laughs> kitties, and uh, we have a lot of fun stuff to talk about. Mark is back from Alaska, and he's going to go over all that today. How uh, How is life up there in Michigan? Uh, doing good. You know, it's been about a
0: week since school ended, and I already want to kind of murder the children, so that's uh that's summertime for you i guess just opening my door 17 times already today hey can i have a snack that's the worst one i hate that
2: why don't you Every... just let them have snacks when they want them
0: cuz basically connor would eat nonstop so <laughs> and he's already he's already uh, got a little bit of a belly rolling so we need to we, <laughs> we need to bring that down a bit but yeah so they just like they come in for the most random things and i'm like dude when the door's closed do, don't unless it's emergency or you really need help with something don't just come in and be like hey uh this isn't working so good right now like something totally that you don't need to be worried about yeah i know people work from home with kids not great when the door is closed though that means open it and come in and do whatever you want that's what that's what that means sometimes sometimes i go to locking it and then they really know (laughs) they try to turn the handle and then they just walk away
2: (laughs) i would get annoyed at just like the sound of the door almost opening that would be it for me
0: yeah i usually have like music playing so it it makes it a
1: little bit better but yeah i'm like oh (laughs) well everybody in our in the diamond group knows like there was one time i forgot to lock my door and they came in during my uh, jasmine came in during a stream and i freaked out it was like the first it was like really early on in our streaming and i was just like you know i'm so focused on trying to do a million things and yeah I got so like, so everybody's up. like, whoa, Sean yelled at somebody. I, I didn't really yell though. Like I raised my voice. No, but was, nobody's ever like, heard you raise out. your voice. Yeah. Because well, I was just like, so into this. And then all of a sudden the door opens and I'm like, oh my God. Yeah.
2: Anyway. It's stressful, was- especially when you work from home and P2 also is home. It's like, oh, get out of my face all the time. Don't look at me. So I get it.
0: <laughs> yeah, it just comes in. Like, I'm going to eat this sandwich while I watch you do this video. <laughs> and then the dogs and
1: cats and everything else. Yeah. Yeah.
2: They're an extra entity.
1: All right. Well, let's, let's get into the show. Cause I know Bethany has to, to run, but let's get into the show and talk about Alaska Mark, because you blew up social media. I want to get a plug for your Twitter at Detroit Mark, but also on the, on the miles to memory social media, lots of beautiful pictures, videos, all kinds of cool stuff. If people want visuals to go with what you're about to tell us, but uh, give people the background of the trip. And then, uh, tell us how it went.
0: Yeah. So, you know, we had been writing an article, Delta opened up new direct uh, or nonstop for the people that get triggered by people using direct for nonstop, but um, flights from Detroit to Anchorage. And I was like, oh, that's cool. You know, it's a new one rolling out. Let me see. And prices weren't that bad. And, you know, I wanted to book it. So we were one of the earlier on because I think it just started like May. They started this route and we flew early June. So we flew direct or nonstop from Detroit to Anchorage. And then on the way back, it, it's only Fridays and Saturdays. So on the way back, we flew back on a Wednesday. So we had to connect uh, through Minneapolis. That's kind of like how it started. I just was like, oh, I wonder what the prices are. Oh, these prices aren't that bad. And then I'm like, Kirsten, do you want to go? No. Should I just take Connor? Sure. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's how it, uh, that's how it
1: all kind of kicked off, basically. So what was your basic itinerary? As far as uh, being in in what you were going to do in Alaska, sort of going coming into the trip to the trip.
0: Yeah. So I talked to some friends that had been there uh, recently and all that. So we kind of I know I wanted to do a boat glacier tour that had, you know, you see hopefully see whales, sea lions, stuff like that. And then you go to a glacier. So it's like a six hour boat tour. So that was like the main thing that I wanted to uh, to accomplish. And that was in uh, Seward. So the first night we landed and we just stayed at an airport hotel. Well, not airport hotel, but right in Anchorage, because we got there at 830, which was uh, 12, 1230 our time. So I was like, we're going to need to hit the bed, you know, and just go to sleep. We don't want to drive far. So we ended up staying in Anchorage, got up early, had breakfast, and then went out and took that two hour drive to Seward and kind of built a trip around that. And then Originally, after a couple of days there, we were going to head down to Homer, which is like the southern tip of the peninsula. And I kind of changed it up on the fly because I did, I was dreading a five hour drive. So that kind of switched things around. But that was like the main overview of what we were planning on doing originally. Talk about the crab that you had. That uh, was amazing.
1: Yeah, he <laughs> that's a picture of this crab. And uh, I don't know what was 40 bucks for that whole fresh seafood. And
0: yeah, so that was actually uh, the first day we went to uh, Seward and we hit the Exit Glacier Trail, which was really cool. It's just outside of town. And the cool thing about this one was they show you, they have like signs posted along the way um, that shows you where the glacier was in that time. So, like, you start out the beginning of the trail, which is like a mile long, is like 1917. This is where the glacier was in 1917. You're like, whoa, that's kind of crazy. And then you get up to where you can see it. And it shows 2005 and then 2010. And then there's still a huge gap to where it is now. So you kind of see like how it's been uh, shrinking over time and interesting to see. So then we went to into town and checked in. And and then we were looking for a dinner spot, which I'll talk about later. That's one of the takeaways, uh, negatives of Alaska is the food situation. And we just saw this a sign that said, uh, cheap beer and lousy food. So I was like, well, we got to <laughs> <laughs> Go check that out. And it also said the um, cheapest pound in town, which I thought was funny as well. So, <laughs> so we went there. We went right when it opened. And good thing because it got, you know, within the first 10 minutes, it was completely full and people were waiting. And, yeah, you got two huge king crab legs, which was a pound of meat. And then uh, two sides as well for like 44 bucks or 46 bucks, something like that, which is insane. Super good, though. Really good. If you would have gotten
2: that piece of crab like here or anywhere else, it would have been like a hundred bucks. Easy. That was like (laughs) pounds, right?
0: Yeah. And normally, you know, you get crab around here. It's the thinner legs. You're not usually getting like king crab. Huge. This is like, you look at it, you're like, how am I even supposed to crack this claw? It's so big. It's like a fist. (laughs) And then I'm sitting there cracking it and Connor's like getting queasy. He's like, oh, oh, because you just hear the crunch and snap and (laughs) and he's not into seafood at all which was a an issue for the trip because pretty much everything is seafood in alaska but so he's sitting there eating he's like i'm not so hungry anymore (laughs) and he's like what what did that he's like what did that crab do to you i'm like buddy it's like it's already dead like it's not getting hurt right now and i said i'm like and you're eating chicken nuggets i mean i know they're not really chicken (laughs) because they're nuggets but You're eating chicken and, and hot dogs and all that.
1: He's like, I know, but it's just, (laughs) so that's kind of funny. What were you going to say, Sean? I was going to say my parents used to like eat when I was like at the seafood place here, you know, and get all the crab legs. I used to think it was the nastiest thing. They would get like gloves and bibs and all that, you know, the crackers back in the day because they didn't come cracked. And like, I used to think it was the most disgusting thing ever. And then as I became an adult and I finally gave myself the opportunity to taste crab and understand why it's so good oh he i says, made him so eat no it hope for him yet oh you made him <laughs> no i, you made like it. It? With I mean it i mean he 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 doesn't like butter he's weird i don't know i don't
0: understand how anybody doesn't like butter but so i dipped it in butter and made him eat it and you could tell he kind of liked it in the beginning and then i think he got a little bit of, like the fishy aftertaste you know and then he started to sour on it but the deal was because we had seen we saw a sign out front like next door and it said gold panning. You can do gold panning here whatever. I was like, if you want to go gold panning, you have to eat a little bit of crab. So he's like, okay. And then he's like, oh, I don't feel so good. <laughs> so that was kind of like, I made him eat fish too. He did not like that. He started dry heaving at the table a little bit.
2: <laughs> I'm shocked that you ate all of this stuff, Mr. Chicken Tenders. So you should be very proud of Connor.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I I mean, I like uh, like lobster, crab, crab. Um, fish if it's bad if it's battered but you know i i prefer lobster because if it's it's battered battered. (laughs) if it's fried only (laughs) yeah there um you know like crab is so much work that i I'm, i'm not a huge fan of it because you're sitting there trying to i'm like bring me a lobster tail where it's all done up for me um so that was one of the bad things i would have probably only gotten the half pound if i ate it again because they didn't have the butter on a flame so the butter gets cool And then by the time you get to the end of the second crab leg, it's starting to get cool. So you're just like cold crab and cold butter, not the greatest combination. But I felt shameful if I didn't finish it. So I'm just cramming it in while (laughs) looking probably like a (laughs) a nasty dude, like with butter dripping and everything. But I'm like, I have to eat it. Like, I can't not I can't send this back. So so I finished it all. It was a it took a little bit. I would love job. to hear Connor's description of this uh, event. Watching you with the butter dripping <laughs> and all this Well, there's like, there's like water shooting out as I crack it because they're steamed. And like, he's like, oh, oh, one hit, some hit me in the face.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, this so this just it was like the he's yeah, so it was like just...
0: the, wor- <laughs> the worst experience for him. And uh, oh, and then I of course knocked over the butter like because they if you see the picture and I'll put it when I write up the article about it, I'll put a picture of it. Like, the plate is jam-packed. You have nowhere to put, like, the shell or anything. So I, I took his uh, chicken nuggets and poured it into the fry basket and then was throwing the shell into the basket right in front of him. So that probably didn't help him. I was just Oh, my God, this poor God. kid. <laughs> but, like, you didn't have any room. So I'm working around and I knock the butter and it, like, spills over and comes towards me and starts rolling over the table onto my chair. And I'm like, oh, no. And I jumped back and somehow it didn't get on my pants. I just expected to have a butter-filled wet crotch when I got up. But it like, it was so thick of a butter that it just kind of like, went on the chair and then rolled off and didn't splatter anywhere. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. But
1: what if when he goes back to school, they ask him like, what did you do during your summer vacation? He draws a picture of butter and crab all over your face jumping up spilling, I think. uh... (laughs) I'm surprised he didn't ask me to take the shells out back and bury them and do like a (laughs) little thing.
0: for it. But yeah, so uh, that was an experience, but it was probably the best food we had. So I even wanted to go back the next night because the service was really good and everything, but he's like, no, let's go somewhere else, which ended up being okay. But if you're in Seward, go to uh, the Salmon Bake. It's just outside of town, a really good spot.
1: So what was the rest of the food situation? You said that there were some issues or some other things you wanted to address with food in general.
0: Yeah, so it's just like everywhere you went was weird hours or closed on certain days or there was a 30-minute wait to get in. And we're not even in peak season yet at that point. So, I mean, COVID plays a little bit of a role into it because they did have a little bit of distancing at some places. But most places were no mask or anything and it was kind of like regular. So I don't think that played a real role. Like the first place we went to, right next to the hotel... We went at like 3 30 because we're still on michigan time so that was like dinner time for us and we walk up and they're like oh we close at three for lunch and reopen at four for dinner i'm like okay but your restaurant is completely full right now of people eating that got in there before three i'll pay the dinner prices like i don't care i just want to sit down and they're like sorry so stuff like that and a lot of places are closed on monday and tuesday even in anchorage like you know the museum's closed restaurants are closed or they close at 6 p.m in some places at 8 p.m other places I mean, it's you light out until two in the morning or whatever. And you have bars closing at nine, 10 o'clock or food service stopping at eight. So there was like a 30, 40 minute wait to get in everywhere. And, or you had to have reservations. And that's just not the way I travel. I don't like to pre-plan my food. I don't like reservations. I like to just walk around and see what's cool. That's how we ended up at the salmon bake because we just saw the fa- sign, thought it was funny. So that's kind of how I travel. But it, it's kind of a hindrance in Alaska, even in Anchorage. We went to a pizza place at 4 p.m. the last day and it was a 40 minute wait to get into a a pizza and brewery at four o'clock. I'm like, like, when does everybody work (laughs) And two,
1: I need to open up a pizza place, I guess, because this is insane. Yeah, that would get on my nerves. Uh, Bethany, do you do you plan all your meals ahead? I know when you come to Vegas, I know you sometimes have reservations, but do you like to plan everything ahead?
2: No, I am just like Mark in that respect, like uh, making a reservation for me is really only for very special occasions like in vegas it's places that i know i can't get into otherwise um so yeah that would drive me absolutely insane actually that was a big problem for me in amsterdam so i i don't know i kind of get like a similar vibe from both places and that like they don't follow time like everyone else
1: that's the same person to compare alaska and amsterdam
0: (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh, <I know. laughs> we did notice that
0: in in dublin though like they eat their dinner really early um and so we'd go to a place and be like oh do you guys serving food at like 8 p.m and they'd be like no we stop service at like 7 or whatever i'm like oh okay i guess i'm going to mcdonald's because it's mcdonald's or a pizza place we ended up eating pizza quite a bit late at
1: night because nothing was serving food at that point it is crazy like being from a place where everything's open 24 7 or at least it was COVID. Just Like in the U.S., things are you leave the U.S. and time is just different the way things are open. Americans want everything right now and fast and everywhere else in the world. Nobody opts that way. It's crazy just how, you know, borders here we, we do differently.
2: Yeah, like we're pretty much never closed, especially for all three of us. We love Vegas and New York. Right. So that's like a pretty, (laughs) that's like the thing. These places never sleep. They never shut down. They're always open. So you kind of expect that everywhere you go. And then all of a sudden you're like, Oh, I have nowhere to eat. And McDonald's is the only thing open, like great cultural experience. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well that's the one thing like alaska there's no fast food really anywhere besides you know the main city but you're driving around the uh, road you'll go like 30 miles without seeing anything and then it might be like a little gas station a subway i think subway was the only fast food i saw outside of anchorage so it's kind that's of interesting, interesting. Like, yeah so you drive i mean it's it, i get it because it's like keeps it pristine and they don't want it too commercialized um so i understand that but it also makes it a little more difficult when you have kids and or you just want something fast like you're, everywhere you drive on the highway, there's all these turnoffs and these beautiful things, scenery you want to look. And that'd be a perfect place to have lunch. But unless you like went to a store and bought sandwich stuff, uh, it's not really possible. There's no way to really work around that. So I thought that was kind of a negative, um, unless you're you plan ahead type of thing um, for that. But that's the thing. Like you drive by all these turnoffs and you're like, should I stop at this one? Do I need to? Do I need a picture of that mountain? Like, oh, that looks really pretty. But you know, I'll, I'll probably see it again up here. So You almost get get anxious about all the stuff you're seeing because you're like, you're driving. You're like, Oh, look at that. Oh, look at that. Oh crap. I'm supposed to be looking at the road. So you almost get a little angry at the beauty because there's so much of it and you don't know what you should take in, what you shouldn't. At least that's what I found myself doing. It was kind of crazy.
2: I felt like the pictures that you posted and just like even in our private group were so beautiful. Like I had no idea that it was actually going to be that beautiful. People say it's such an amazing place. It's like untouched, but it really was. So I can kind of understand why you would get stressed out, especially since it's not somewhere you're going to go every other year.
0: Yeah. And that's uh, Matt brings up a a point in in the live chat. He says, you know, a, a lot of driving, everything is like an hour, two hours, four hours away and he said it was a challenge with his four and one-year-old. So that's something to think about, you know, I've written about how I hate renting cars and I don't like driving on vacation. Like I don't want to fly 6 hours and then get in a car the next day and drive 4 hours. That's a Sean thing. That's not a that's not a Mark thing. Like I don't I want to just be where I am and fully immersed right away. Like I don't want to travel every day. And that's a big reason why I changed it up because I knew I would regret, you know, that long drive down to Homer to check it out for a few hours and then drive back to a hotel. So we ended up switching it up to where we went to uh, Girdwood in the Alaska. I, I, I'm going to say the, the name of the resort wrong, but um, beautiful mountaintop ski resort. Um, you can take a tram up to the top and overlook the, the ski hill and the, the uh, lake nearby in town and everything. So that ended up working out really well. It was really cool. And I think, you know, if I had missed that, I would have been upset versus driving to Homer, even though Homer looks beautiful, but. It just was too much. If I had a longer trip, I would have done it, but the fact that I'd be driving there and then turn around and drive back to a hotel and the whole day would have been wasted, basically.
1: Yeah. I, speaking of like the beauty, it, it reminded me a lot of the South Island of New Zealand, and uh, yeah, it's it's crazy when you're so overwhelmed by beauty. I remember we were like on the South Island of New Zealand for like almost two weeks, and every day we were seeing like amazing waterfalls and. I was seeing waterfalls that were prettier than anything I'd ever seen in my life up to that day, up to that point. And every day we were seeing multiples of them and you're like, oh, there's another waterfall. And then you had to like, remind yourself in the moment, like you don't see this every day, even though you've seen 50 of these in the last few days, when you move about your life and you get out of this area, you're not going to see this and it's, yeah, it's cool to be able to to see nature in that way. And uh, Alaska looks just looks stunning, like Bethany said, from all that yeah. you shared.
0: And it's funny because you're driving down these highways and, you know, the snow's melting off the mountaintops. And everywhere you go, there's like a waterfall coming down next to the road, running under the road. And you're like, oh, that's cool. And just south of town um, in Seward, you go over this bridge and there's this huge waterfall coming down. So I'm like, all right, let's pull over to the side. And I'll take a picture of this because you don't see it every day, but you do here. And it was really cool. And then we walked out onto the beach and all the beaches are rocky or really, really fine. Um, it's basically like crushed up rock. There's no like real dirt in the area or sand. sand. It's all like rock residue, I guess, it, which is kind of crazy to see how green it is. So I thought that was interesting. And then we walked out to the beach and I had bought a beer from the liquor store and I was just standing there having a beer. And Connor's like, oh, I really want to go swimming. I'm like, well, get in there, you know, and he got in uh, his feet wet and he's like, it's really cold. But then you have a picture of snow capped mountains in the background and stuff. So um, that's so it was cool. Kind of, yeah it was a cool uh experience just anywhere you go you could just sit down and and like have a drink or eat and it'd be wherever you are is like the best place to be so a lot uh, of animals yeah not like on the roads or anything like that but on the boat tour we saw um uh, orca whales humpback whale well we saw like a little bit of a humpback whale we didn't get to see like a breach or big you couldn't even really tell the captain high up is like oh that's a humpback whale and we're like okay it just looks like a little gray hump swimming through the water but okay uh the orcas came uh came up so we saw them breach a little bit uh doll's porpoise which is like baby orca looking things which are really cool they swam up right next to the boat and were jumping they're really curious that is so Uh, cool
2: oh my god yeah
0: we saw sea lions uh otters on that some people saw a bear in the woods but we didn't catch it and then of course you get within a quarter mile of the glacier which is really cool and they just kind of let you sit there so I definitely would say that is like the highlight of the trip. I would get that, you know, book that tour. It is expensive. I think it costs us like, let me see, uh, like 250 bucks, something like that for the two of us, 220. I got it a little bit discounted because if you book the hotel that the tour groups hooked up with, you get 20% off the tour tickets. And that was like right on the Harbor Hotel. I probably wouldn't stay there again. It was 300 bucks a night. Not Not really worth it. And that's the Harbor 360 Hotel. So we saw that that was really cool on the way back they picked up glacier water that is I mean a a chunk of the glacier that broke off and they said it could be like 700 years old and then they made a margarita happy hour out of it so they chopped it up and put it in drinks and it like took forever to melt (laughs) so I thought that was interesting and then they had kids margaritas that was just like pineapple juice and grenadine and something else mixed and Connor acted like he was drunk after because he was so high on sugar I think but he had two and loved it so it's kind of funny.
2: That's adorable. So what are your main takeaways from your Alaska trip, especially for people traveling with kids?
0: Yeah, I would say, you know, um, just you do want to plan this out a little bit more than you would a normal trip because everything does take a lot more effort to get to. If you if you want to have good dining experiences, you're probably going to need to get reservations, probably going to need to research food. Uh, Some highlights on the food were the salmon bacon Seward. uh, The Seward Brewery had really good pizza. Girdwood Brewery uh, by the resort in Girdwood was really cool. They didn't really have food, but that that was a place that I would definitely recommend checking out. Moose Teeth in Anchorage was really good brewery and pizza place. So those those were the like the main spots that I would recommend. And also just realize there's gonna be a lot of driving. So if your kid's not good at sitting in a car for a while, might might want to wait a little bit. And it's super expensive. In total, we spent uh, like thirty six hundred bucks on the trip. So that's, I mean, a thousand of that was the plane tickets for me because I'm going for Delta status, which I used Amex airline incidentals to cover most of it. So that sways it a little bit. Um, but the hotel, you know, the mountaintop resort, Aleskia was 400 bucks for the one night, which is insane. But we did it. And then the Harbor Hotel was 600 bucks plus taxes and fees for two nights. So just realize it's going to be an expensive trip. It's probably like a once in a lifetime type of thing. I don't see myself going back unless... My dad, who's always wanted to go, wants to go, and then I'll take him. But it's not like something that I would do every year. Now, if you're a huge nature hiker, trail person, or fisherman, then you definitely would want to go back and forth probably. Uh, you know, Every couple years, it'd be something that you would do. But for somebody like me that is more of a city travel person, you know, wants easy dining and lots to see and do, um, it, it's something that I'm glad I did, but I probably wouldn't need to do again. So when are book booking yours, Bethany?
2: Uh, uh, you know, <laughs> I don't know if it's my thing. Like the pictures were so stunningly beautiful. But like the fact that you had to drive anywhere makes it kind of a yeah. non-starter for me.
0: And the, <laughs> and the crazy thing is like you're in Anchorage, the biggest city, and you're thinking, oh, there will be like a day that I could spend in Anchorage. But you really you want to get out of Anchorage. There's not much there. It's not even, like, really a good city feel. You know, I booked the, the Hyatt place, which was going for, like, 350 bucks a night on a Tuesday. So that shows you how expensive uh, this stuff is in Alaska is. Yeah, so you, we booked that, and it was in Midtown, Midtown Anchorage. And I'm thinking, okay, there'll probably be something we can walk to. Like, we'll get there a little, you know, 2, 3 o'clock, and we'll walk to eat somewhere. No, you're just, like, on a street, on a busy street, but there's not much around you. Like, an Applebee's might be nearby, but that's about it. So there's yeah. not and I didn't explore it a ton, but there it didn't seem like there was like a downtown area or anything like that, like a, a shopping district or anything that would draw you in. So right. You know, I would go to that the Alaska resort if you're if you want to stay in that area because that is that's probably the nicest place that you could stay at. So it's really cool. They have hiking trails up the mountain. How
2: that- nice was it though? Like when you say nicest, you said it very hesitantly.
0: Oh, well, because I, do, I don't, I didn't research like all of the area around Anchorage, but it, it did seem like the the bougiest of places, you know, the rooms were a little bit dated, but like that old school dark wood, you know, had a button that you push for if you want to turn on the maid light next to the bedstand stand type of thing. Like It was probably super, super nice in like the 80s, 90s, um, but the, the main areas are all beautiful. You take the tram up to the top, and they have a, a bar and a restaurant up there, and they have a fine dining restaurant, which didn't get great reviews. We didn't eat there, but you can go up there for lunch and check it out, have awesome views, drink some great beers. So that's really cool. And then your right Girdwood down, is down the road, so you have that little town that you can check out too. So I would say it's probably the nicest in that area if you wanted to go. If you're looking for that, like if you were going with a, a significant other and you wanted you know, kind of like a romantic uh, spot of the trip, that would be it. And then uh, Summit Lake Lodge, we stopped there for lunch, and they had little cabins on this pristine little lake that they were the only ones on it, and that's on the way to Seward, so that's, that's a place you might... Yeah, if you want more like an outdoorsy type vibe, that would be a place I would check. We didn't stay there, we just had lunch, but it, I mean, I'll put the pictures up on the article. The views from that spot are pretty stellar, so pretty cool overall. But I will, I'll have like a, I'm going to do a, like the first two days breakdown article, Second two days, uh, in a second argo- article, and then I'll break down all my costs, which I think I'm going to do for uh, all trips going forward. I think people like that type of stuff. I always find it interesting. So. I think that's a good idea, and
2: I always forget to like keep a list, but just hearing you go through it is definitely helpful because sometimes you don't realize like you spent 3,600 bucks. I think the yeah. last time I did that was like a cruise, you know?
0: Yeah, like I, since I got into miles and points, I've not spent anywhere near this amount of money, but. You know, miles and points aren't really super useful. You know, I talked about cashing out all my ultimate rewards and membership rewards a few months back. And part of it was to, you know, motivate me to earn more. And part of it was I knew I was going to have a cash trip like this. So that's where, you know, I still use points in that way, but it wasn't like a lot of points hotel options available to you. So. Matt said 100% agree with Mark on Anchorage. There's just not a lot there. So get out of that town as quickly as you can, just because you're going to miss out on other beautiful things if you stay. All right, so the next topic I wanted to bring up, and I've been thinking about this for a little bit, and then the fact that you were going to be on with us made it something I wanted to to speak to, as well as it was kind of funny. Somebody in our Facebook group was like, hey, I love the podcast. I'd like to hear more female voices. I was like, hey, Bethany's already on the list, and we're going to be talking about something like this. But... You know, something I've noticed, you know, occasionally you still write for Miles and Memories, um, but you used to write full time. Uh, We have Zoe that writes and we have Felicia that writes occasionally as well. So we have a couple female writers. And I've always noticed that, you know, commenters start towards the slant more negative whenever a female is writing an article than a male, I feel like yeah, uh, more aggressive. Sometimes I remember you wrote the, I think it was Hong Kong that you wrote Mm -hmm. that you didn't feel comfortable in. And people were like, oh, what's that second bed in your room for when you're, you know, cheating on your husband type of thing. And it just, and and there's these articles that Zoe writes that I don't think people are going to get upset about. Like she wrote about, you know, things Americans say to British people that you probably shouldn't. And I thought it was informative, entertaining, and people got upset about it. And I'm like, if I wrote this, I don't think they would have been as visceral towards her. And it's not even just guy commenters i feel like female commentators do the same thing and yep. it just seemed bizarre to me you know that it, and i don't know what it is and i wanted, i was curious to see if you've noticed the same thing as well as i wanted to bring up the fact you know our space is it's probably not 50 50 but there's a, a good portion of females and they're you know 35 40 of uh, female people in miles and points but yet you look at writers, contributors, that type of thing. It's it's probably ten percent of less that are females. Now, if you look at the travel, like just general travel, I think it's weighs more equally. But in miles and points focused, I would say it's very small. So I just kind of wanted to hear your thoughts on it, and I don't know. I just found it bizarre.
2: Yeah, I agree. Uh, so I think that part of the problem is that when you're a woman in a space that's male dominated, you have to wonder like. Is it male dominated because that's how it is? Or is it male dominated because of the culture, which then pushes women out? And Definitely. I would have to say that, like, miles and points, if I weren't the person that I am, <laughs> which I mean, everybody, I think the Miles and the Miles to Memories family knows me very well. Like, I don't care what you say about me. Does not matter. Also, I am dying to get haters so bad. Like sometimes I even write a post just to annoy people. (laughs) Just to bring it out because I think it's so funny because I love the comments. And I'm always so jealous when somebody writes a post that really just pisses people off, but it's like a good post, you know? So every once in a while I even look for that. So I think I'm a special case. And I think that the women who are in this space are very strong-minded and comfortable with themselves, because we get it from all angles. There's like first, there's like dudes who don't want to hear from a woman, especially on financial topics. You know, it's kind of old school. Then we also have women who are not like girls, girls, like I'm the ultimate girls, girl, every girl in miles and points is my best friend, you know, so I am very lucky in that respect. But you know, we tend to get it from, I think, both of those angles, which is interesting and kind of stinks. And then I also think like there have been so many times in my career where I've sort of felt like if I wasn't a stronger person, I would have definitely left to do something else at this point. Because of uh, some of the institutions in Miles and Points, there's like um, the people who sort of conglomerate all of the, the blogs and everything. They have not exactly been like forthcoming or welcoming toward me. And then, you know, you also have like that interesting thing where you go to like a meetup and you think somebody really wants to like pick your brain because you came out with this amazing Delta trick and they're like, can I take you to dinner or something? <laughs> so it's sort of, you know, it's it's interesting, but yeah. there's also a really cool aspect of being like one of the only girls that I get to say ridiculous things and, you know, nobody can really give me too much crap for it because then they look bad. so. It's a a give and take. (laughs) So one funny uh, story that happened to me like last week was a good girlfriend of mine. I want her to help me with something on my, uh, I want her to set up my Facebook group for me because honestly, I just hate social media. You guys know, anybody knows that if you put something in Facebook and you tag me, it's going to be like a 12 to 24 hour lag time, you know, Um, unless I just happen to be like constantly checking my phone that day. So anyway, so a friend of mine is going to help me set something up. And she had mentioned it to somebody else who was a friend of mine. And he said, you should watch out of working with Bethany because people don't like what she's doing in this space. And I was like, Whoa, shots fired. And she said to me, have you ever heard anything like this? And I said, no, (laughs) like, I feel like pretty much everybody loves me. So, you know, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: Yeah. I just, you know, and and People, you know, come at, at, at if you write in, on the internet, people are going to come at you. And that's just that's just kind of like, yeah. it goes with the territory. And if anybody comes at me, it, you know, I, I also find it somewhat comical. Like I, I shared on Twitter, somebody called me and Sean Pond's scum the other day. <laughs> uh, and the weirdest thing was it was on a, a post about me getting a real ID and like my how I did it and why you might not need to. So if you're going to come out with that type of, uh, you know, visceral reaction, you would think it'd be on something else, but I found it kind of, yeah, I I found it kind of funny. And if somebody comes at me or at Sean, I don't really, you know, whatever, it's fine. It doesn't bother me. But whenever somebody attacks, you know, a Zoe or a Ryan or somebody that works for me, you know, that kind of upsets me more than if anybody comes at me. So, and I've noticed that she's gotten really hit hard, over uh several posts so and i and i remember you getting hit pretty hard when you were uh writing full-time and i always just found it like something that we need to put out there and and let people know that that's not a thing we should be doing um as yeah, well as...
2: guys it sucks stop doing yeah. it <laughs> and,
0: and as well as something you know we want to cultivate we've tried to to bring in more female voices. So if you're somebody out there that's in the miles and point space, that's interested in writing, um, has a interesting perspective, please reach out to us. We're always looking to add new contributors, um, especially with a female, uh, perspective. So.
2: I can speak to that. Um, I've, so what, in our private Slack group, there's maybe nine of us, uh, occasionally Felicia's in there, but I would say there are like seven guys, one girl, me, and I have never once felt like there was anything where you guys treated me differently or anything like that. So if you are looking to support like people who support women and, you know, or just, or just don't make a thing out of man, woman, that's my thing. Like, I don't need, I don't want to be treated any differently. I just want it to be, I'm a person, you know, miles memories is a great place to support if you're, that's what you're looking for because I think more than anybody, I mean, first of all, you guys found me. Which is easily <laughs> the best discovery of miles and points in like a century. so you know, uh, <laughs> it was in the pudding.
0: Yes, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no, I appreciate that. you know, Sean's always made tried to to be very focused on that, so I know it's big to him and and I've tried to help cultivate that same thing Absolutely. Um, since you guys since and you guys in, have.
2: But, it's been awesome. And I wouldn't have been it like I always joke. Like Sean is the most amazing person ever because like he found me, and you know like it's just it's an it's amazing the whole thing is amazing. <laughs> On that, as you note, can see I get to go.
0: <laughs> Bethany doesn't think too highly of herself, as you can see. Very,
2: <laughs> I have a I have a huge confidence problem.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, but. If you don't know her well, it's like 50% joking. Like she likes to do it over the top, but she also is very confident, which is always great. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. I think of
2: it as like 80-20, but yes, that's
0: true. (laughs) Thanks for joining us. Um, Thank you for
2: having me. And I'm looking forward to being on going forward. I can't wait. Did you you tell them this is like a regular thing?
0: Yeah. So we're trying to uh, find a couple people that we're going to rotate in on a regular basis uh, when we're on vacations or just need days off or whatever. And Bethany was the first one we reached out to so anybody that wants to hear more female voices you're going to hear her quite often so all
2: right all right bye so, guys thank you so much right,
1: bye and now let's uh let's head into rapid fires mark why don't you start us off
0: yeah so i wanted to uh talk about it, target came back with their target red card deal where you sign up you get a forty dollar off forty dollar coupon this isn't anything new it comes around often uh, but i thought it was worth highlighting because you can get it with a debit card so you don't need to get a hard pull You still get the 5% off and everything. Links to your bank account. So that's really great in that aspect. And also, this is something that you can churn. Uh, So if you open it up, you get the coupon down the road, you close it down, then wait a few months. Um, I'm not sure if it's six months or three months or whatever, but um, maybe that... I'll put that info in the article, but you can open it up again, get another coupon. So that alone makes it kind of worth doing. It's pretty quick and easy, and forty bucks at Target is pretty much like cash to me. So definitely check it out. And sometimes these coupons will work forty dollars online as well as forty dollars in store. So you can use them twice. So it could be up to eighty dollars uh, depending on how that coupon is working. So definitely
1: check that out. How about you, Sean? Mine is, speaking of Felicia, she just uh, had this article on the site, 30 Things I've Learned About Travel As I Turned 30. I love the perspective. These are just sort of quick ideas about how she relates to now, and uh, it's a great article. I will point out that some of the earliest comments on that article were some pretty nasty stuff that, that we had to erase, so we're still working on that stuff, but really great article from Felicia. I'm glad that she's writing more on the site, and she knows some Disney stuff, too, so hopefully we get her to do some more Disney stuff uh, as we go along, but... Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed reading this article and I think you will too. All right. And before we close out the show, Mark, I wanted to announce that we are also on our YouTube channel going to be doing a monthly MTM Vegas happy hour. And just in case people don't know, MTM Vegas is our weekly video podcast on the YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash miles to memories and Vegas. It's our video podcast every week. Bethany's going to join us once a month to talk Vegas happy hour shows. So we're going to be loose having fun, laughing, uh, and having a good time. Our first show is going to be June 23rd at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 Eastern. It's going to be two hours. We're going to have a celebration for our 20,000 subscribers on YouTube and a lot of other fun stuff along the way. And then we'll be doing monthly with you, me, and Bethany. Looking forward to
0: it yeah and that's june 23rd in case uh, sean's mic cut out a little bit so just want to make sure you know that and we'll we'll do a post letting everybody know on the website so you can see it uh, get all the details info it's probably gonna be a two hour long show so that type of thing and then we're gonna be rolling out a uh a vegas podcast as well so if you love vegas
1: we're gonna be your uh, one-stop shop for it all boom <laughs> but in the meantime this podcast isn't going anywhere and you can find it by searching Miles to Memories in any podcast app. And where can people find you during the week, Mark? You can find me on Twitter
0: at Detroit Mark. Uh, email me, mark at miles to You know, comment on the articles, um, hopefully respectfully. <laughs> but I'll get back to you there. Uh, Facebook groups, join them. Uh, I'm a public profile, so you can send me a message on Facebook. Um, if we're not friends, it might get buried. So it might take me a little while to see it. But uh, don't give up. Uh, reach out to me. I love I love hearing from everybody or answering any questions you have, that type of thing.
1: How about you, Sean? Yeah, just check out the website, miles to memories.com for miles and points and our Patreon if you wanna join the community, the patreon.com forward slash miles to memories. We have private Facebook, Discord, our meetup coming up in August. Bonus content every week. Lots of fun over there. Patreon.com forward slash miles to memories. Thanks so much for listening. Talk to you next time. And thanks to Bethany. Yes. Thank you so much, Bethany. See Talk to you guys next week. Joe will Bye. be back. Bye.
0: I don't know what, what, what's up with your mic, man? Like, how is it not working?
1: Do you want to hook up your, like, Mac real right. quick? Oh, there we go. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> no, I don't know what's going on, like, in browsers. I've, I, uh, I'm have i going to shut off my camera. Maybe that'll help the audio quality a little bit better. But, it does uh, seem better now. Yeah, so just so we can finish the show. I'm sorry, everybody. I just wanted everything. to do, do podcasting naked
0: one time. So he decided to turn off. The, this is an excuse to turn off the camera and strip down.
1: I have (laughs) exchanged all my equipment. I have a gigabit Ethernet. I'm hardwired in. I've run new lines. I've yeah, we got to find a different uh, provider, I think, for uh, for the video, if this keeps happening.